0: this is a woodside church podcast hello Woodside family what a privilege it yeah, is to share with you today um, my name is Jaber Ci myself and my family has been with the woodside church for over nine years um it has been a blessing it has been amazing and uh, we have been so blessed the fellowship the friendship the support the love it's been great um i like to take these opportunities to honour and appreciate the leaders and the elders for this opportunity to be part of this summer series. It means a lot to me. God bless you. May he grace you with all that you need to keep doing this Um God bless. I really appreciate. So today... One of the scripture that means a lot to me that I'm bringing to you is in Isaiah. The book of Isaiah is such a, a big book, one of the books with so many chapters. And it is full of prophecies and, you know, God's assurance and God's love for us. But the one chapter that really um, stands out and has blessed me is in chapter 26 from verse 3 to 4. And it talks about God's peace for us. And when you start reading from the first verse of chapter 26, it it talks about, you know, the Judah people singing a song of praise for God. And they, they acknowledging God and honoring God for bringing them out of their trials and delivering them from their enemies. And, you know, it goes down and then in verse Uh, 3, it talks about God's peace for his children and how he deserves for you and I to be at peace and to be in perfect peace. So let's go to the scripture. So he says, Isaiah chapter 26, verse 3 to 4, you will keep in perfect peace those whose minds are steadfast because they trust in me. And verse 4 says, trust in the Lord forever, for the Lord, the Lord himself is the rock eternal. Wow, such a popular verse, such an amazing verse, and I love it so much. So why is this verse so important to me? This verse has been a part of me as far as I can remember, and it talks about God's peace, you know, being still in the midst of storm you know being calm. What is peace? I believe peace is a state of calmness, a state of assurance, a state of it's okay that it is well. Not because of anything but because you have God because of the assurance that you know you are of God. And so today um this has really kept me this has really This really means a lot to me because over the years, it has kept me from losing my mind. It has kept me from being overwhelmed and overstressed. And so I pray and hope that this blesses you too. Father, as we ponder on your word, I pray that you will prepare our heart to receive. That as we receive, your word will take root and that it will bear fruit. And we will be a blessing for your glory. In Jesus' name, amen. So the verse 3 says, So well, he will keep you in perfect peace. He whose mind stays on him because they do trust in the Lord. So look at the, the, the first, uh, the verse 3. So he says, So well, he will keep you. You will keep him in perfect peace. That is God's promise to you and I. And the next line, he says what? Well, We have to keep our minds stayed on the Lord, steadfast on the Lord. And the next line goes on to say, because they trust in you. So as you can see, faith and trust, trust and obedience, they go hand in hand. You know, if I walk into a room and um, I see a chair in the corner and I see the legs of that chair wobbly, The chances of me going to sit on that chair is very slim because I don't trust that chair to sustain my weight. So I am not going to sit on it because the chances of falling down to me is very high. So it's very hard to, you know, uh, focus on something that you don't trust in. And so God has sent us this invitation that he will keep you and I in perfect peace, not any ordinary peace. And we know peace is something that we all, you know, run after and chase. You know, everybody in this world wants peace. But then the irony is sometimes we feel like peace is the absence of something. So sometimes we feel like, oh, maybe because there's no struggle at work so I will have peace or maybe if the children are not misbehaving, I'll have peace or maybe if the job is going this way, I'll have it, or There's no war, half it's back. No, no, no. This is not that kind of peace. This is what he says for perfect peace that is only found in Christ. So even when there is a storm, even when there is trials, you know, in the midst of those things, he keeps us calm. He gives us rest, you know, and we still get to enjoy, you know, that calmness, even though things are happening around us. And sometimes we put our trust in all sort of things, but that is not the kind of peace we are talking about. We are talking about a perfect peace. And how do we trust in God? Because most of the time we say we trust in God. We say, we about, but really, do we actually believe in our heart that we trust in God do we actually believe we trust in God because we say it but then our actions are different so God has promised us this perfect peace but then we need to do our bit we have to understand there are kingdom principles and like I said trust and obedience faith and obedience you know they all go hand in hand therefore as children of the kingdom You know, God has given us the invite and so we need to step out in faith to be able to tap into that blessing, to be able to enjoy that blessing. And as I said, this is so, it means so much to me in the sense that over the years I have learned to trust God with so many different seasons that I have encountered. But then how do you trust God in order to keep your focus on him how do you focus on God you know because if you don't trust him it's going to be hard to keep your focus on him and most of the time we keep our focus on things that we trust the things that in our life feel like matters to us but do those things have their assurance or the guarantee that they are going to last Over the years, this scripture has really come to life. Years down the line, my dad was diagnosed with uh, prostate cancer, and he had to have surgery. And during the operation, there were some medical errors made, so wrong things uh, were cut, which um, resulted in him going into coma and having to be on life support. And I remember I had exams that I was writing and. So many happening at the same time. Now I remember this very scripture. You know, we prayed and then entrusted everything to God outside. Most of the time outside, when I pray, God, I don't know how you're going to do it, when you're going to do it. But I lay it all at your feet. So have your way and do your thing. You know, and I remember this scripture so well because I remember at the time, I was so calm in the midst of the storm, and it didn't make sense because everybody around me. So I obviously, we knew we were conscious of what was going on and the outcome. You know, if things doesn't go and things like that. And I remember when my mom was called after a few uh, weeks of dad being on life support, and we were told that. He's not responding, so they will have to switch it off. And I remember, you know, we praying, and I was like, God, you know, what what, what is Ness? You know, what do we do? And just trusting God in the situation, because a lot was happening. And I remember there was this peace that fell over me. It was so overwhelming that I even got confused. And I remember over so many times, I used to feel this peace. It was like, I was so confused. Because I'm thinking, am I actually supposed to be feeling this way? Is this normal? You know, I I was even starting to feel guilty. I was like, maybe I don't have feelings. Because how come I'm so at peace? And all this is going on. And I was like, I don't know what's going on. And over the years, I had the revelation that that was, you know, when God talks about perfect peace in the midst of the storm, peace that surpasses your understanding, you know, when you are going through impossible situation, but then you have that peace that you can still sleep, that you can still eat, you know, that you are not so overwhelmed and broken. And, you know, there was a hand that was carrying me. And my sister, my younger sister, so has got sick of anemia. And at the time, Now there is so much awareness and research. So uh, prognosis and treatment is much, much better. But remember at the time, because it's a minority, most of the hospitals didn't know much about the condition. And she used to go into crisis, and the doctors and the hospital didn't know what to do with her. And she would go into coma, and she would have sepsis. And it was a matter of um, life and death. And, you know, we would be trusting God, But then in the midst of all this, you know, God, there was this calmness, this peace. I I was always smiling and people will ask and I will say, it is well. And then they will look at me like, oh, this child is crazy. You know, how can you be saying it is well when truly the fact, you know, is, is staring you in the face. And over the years, I have learned to get to that place whereby I choose God's truth over the fact. You know, because yes, the fact is saying, you know, you are going to die. The fact is saying you have got the condition. The fact is saying your rent is due. You don't have money to pay. The fact is saying your job, you're going to lose your job. You don't have a job. But the word of God says something different concerning those situations, you know, and you don't have that money. But he says, I am Jehovah Jireh. You got the doctor's report. But he, he says he is your healer. He says he's Jehovah Gibor, and you begin to choose his truth over his over the fact that is staring you right in the face,
1: you know. And I remember
0: even with childcare when the kids came, the family are all outside London, So here in Bedford, it, it, it would just how God provided, you know. Talking to work about flexible hours, they were telling you, you are too, they are too busy, they can't afford for you to go part time and. You know, but God provided. But throughout all this season, this scripture kept me because there was always this peace. That even though the, I knew things were not where they were meant to be, somehow God still kept me going. Somehow there was this peace that there were times that I used to think, Oh, am I failing? And then there were times there were times that people said, You It's like, don't you have any problem? It's like, you don't talk. But I believe that when you focus on the problem, you amplify it. You know, the Bible says we should call the things that are not as though they were. And it's not that the problems are not there, they are there. But then I choose God's truth over the problem I'm having. So I rather focus on His truth rather than the fact. That is not denying that trials are not there, that the, the struggles are not there. But then because I am keeping my eyes fixed on the Lord, because I am trusting Him, I believe that He will bring things to pass. But we need to step out in faith. We need to focus on Him. We need to trust in His strength, in His power, in His ability. But then sometimes it's so hard to trust. But how do you go on that journey to make it easier? to trust in God. One thing I have learned over the years is learning to ponder on my ways, looking back at my track record with God. There's this favorite song that says, well, you are too faithful to fail me. You are too faithful and too committed to lead me halfway because you have proven yourself in my life and I have to realize that that you are too faithful. And so when I look back on those track record of times that there were no way, times that things seemed impossible, times that I didn't know how and when and where to turn to, God came through for us. I look back and say, He is the same God yesterday, today and forever. He changeth not. And the Bible says, well, God is not the son of man for him to go back on his word. Or change his mind. He changeth not. And if he has said it, he will bring it to pass. And so over the years, I have held on to this scripture that every time there is a storm, every throughout the different seasons, when things are shaking, when things are not going well, and oh, trust me, the Christian walk is not a, a walk in the path. It's not always going to be rosy. There will be trials. There will be tribulation. And so that is why God is calling us to keep our eyes fixed on him. There has to be a sense of oneness, a sense of focus, because when there is focus, we begin to experience God's peace. But your focus has to be in the right thing. And today God is telling us to keep our eyes on him. And it is in keeping our eyes on him and on his word and on his promise, we will be able To trust in his ability to bring us through. Trust in his ability to break us free from everything that we face. As believers, we need to go back to prioritizing when it comes to the things of God. We are in a generation whereby, you know, we give attention to everything. But then when it comes to the things of God, we just want to squeeze God in, you know. I will make time, I will move heaven enough to make sure I go to work. But then when it comes to the things of God, I need to check my schedules and then see if I can squeeze in. No, 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 no. We are in a time that until we take the kingdom and the things of God aggressively, we will miss out on walking in some of the blessings. It is good to have faith, but you need to step out in that faith. And walk in the blessing that God has in store. He said he will keep you in perfect peace. But the condition or the path that we have to play is that I need to keep my eyes fixed or focus, steadfast on him. And then trust him. And in trusting him, I will be able to obey and walk in alignment with his will and his purpose for our life. The next verse goes on to say, Trust in the Lord forever. For the Lord is everlasting. He doesn't say just trust in the Lord when things are good. No, no, no. It's not a conditional thing. Trust in the Lord is a lifetime commitment. When the mountains are high, When the storms are shaking, when there seem to be, no, when you have been told you are barren, when you have been told there is no job, when you have been told there's no food on the table, when you have been told this is, you've got three months to leave, when you are holding that doctor's report, you trust God, you trust God, in the midst of the storm, you sing hallelujah, you worship Israel Houston, one of his songs, he says, well, praise is what I do. When I'm happy or sad, I vow to praise him in the good times and in the bad. Because praise is what we do. Not just when things are good, but then when things are bad as well. And God is calling us to come back to oneness with him. To refocus on him. Because in keeping that focus, we will get to experience that peace that he has promised. We need to get back and correct our relationship with God. Do an MOT on our life. Find out where do we stand with our walk. When it comes to our spiritual work, we feel we take it so lightly. We will check and do MOT on everything that our cars, everything that needs to be checked. But then when it comes to our spiritual life, no, it's okay. You know, we'll squeeze this here and squeeze God's there. The Bible says, well, put first in the kingdom of God and his righteousness and all other things shall be added unto you. Put him first. Steadfast on him. Steadfast. His eyes is steadfast. You are focused. Just like this Olympics. Those athletes are all focusing on something. They are focusing on that medal. There is a prize. So they are working with that motivation. God is calling you and I. Where is our walk with him today? We don't make plans and expect God to join the plan. No, we make plans with God. And until we hear him move, we don't move. May God stir us up afresh. May we desire to seek him above everything else. That we will put him first. That we will put our trust in him that we will learn to run to him and to desire to seek his face more than ever before. Because the things of the spirit is more real than the things of this physical world. And most of the time, the things of the physical realm are manifestations of things in the realms of the spirit. And so as believers, we need to get back. To realigning our focus on things that matters. And God says, Well, in the midst of the trial and the storm, God will keep us in perfect peace, a state of calmness, a state of assurance, a state of it's going to be okay. He's not saying that you will not have troubles, but then in the midst of that trouble, He will uphold you, He will walk through the journey with you. And I love this song that says, would your uncle hold in the storms of life? We have an uncle that keeps the soul steadfast and sure what the billows roll. We are fastened to a rock that cannot be moved, grounded firm and deep in the Savior's love. This scripture tells us so much about God's love, how his desire, That we will be whole in every area of our life. But we need to make him the center of every area of our life. To seek him. To surrender everything to him. Not just in words, but in deeds. Where is your hope built? Where is your uncle? What foundations have you laid for yourself? When the storms come, will those foundations be still intact? Christ is our only sure foundation. He is our sure anchor that when we are shaken, He will still keep us still. We will be stable until He brings us through to the other side, when those Israelites were walking through the parted water, I am sure all sort of things were going through their head. But then I'm sure God kept them in peace till they got to the other side. Oh, you will feel the storm, but then God will sustain you. You will feel the heat. But you will not be (laughs) burned. Because God will be upholding you. God will be holding you with his righteous right hand. But your bid is to keep your eyes steadfast on him. And trust him forever. Father, we thank you for your word that is alive. We thank you for your word that is power. We thank you for your word that is like a hammer. We thank you for your word that is powerful than a double-edged sword. And once your word comes to us, it begins to break down every chain. And so as we have received your word, we pray that your word will take root Because we know you can do all things. You can do the impossible. Let our life be evidence of your faithfulness in our life. And of your grace and your peace. Be glorified as we bear fruit for your glory. In Jesus' name, amen.